Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Betting Pros NFL podcast. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. Before the draft, we broke down some team win totals, and today it's time for some NFL team futures. And since the schedule just dropped last night, we're also going to take a look at some week one lines that jump out to us as good values as well. With me to break it all down is Andrew Cayley, a senior publishing editor over at Covers. Andrew, thanks for coming on the show. What's going on? Thanks for having me back. Uh, we're just uh, making uh, making the best of our time right now. I'm glad we get to talk some football. Yeah, I mean, you've been you were saying you've been knee deep in KBO stuff over there, huh? I mean, KBO. how is that? By the way, is that? Uh, I mean, have you had to? Must be a crash course, right? I assume you weren't all that familiar with the players over there before this whole thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure, I don't know anything about KBO baseball. <laughs> I don't know any of the players there. There's oh, there, there's a, a few from who used to play Correct. the MLB, but um, other than that, uh, I've just been going by my baseball betting knowledge, and that's the greatness of baseball is you can carry over some of these rules and tactics that you use in baseball. It's the most stat based sport. So you have ERAs of pitchers, you have whips, you have uh, stats against opponents sort of thing, batting averages. So all of those things ring true in baseball and those numbers are universal. So that's kind of what I go by. Well, one thing I know you are comfortable talking about uh, is NFL odds. So let's yeah. go to it right here. Uh, let's go division by division uh, here for the division winners. Then again, we'll hit the odds for conference winners, then the Super Bowl, and then we'll finish up by looking at some week one lines that we like, uh, just as a, a gut reaction here with uh, them just coming out with the schedule dropping last night. Now, we'll use the consensus over-unders here from bettingpros.com. That's the aggregate of odds available in the market. As always, they vary. You know, these are the consensus odds, and you look at bettingpros.com, it will give you the various odds at all the sports books that are available, and sometimes there are some outliers. So, again, these are the consensus and that's going to show you just basically the entire complement uh, that is available in the market. All right, let's start with the AFC East here. Uh, I mean, the Patriots are the favorites at plus 120 to win the division. The Bills are close behind at plus 145. And then you've got a big drop to the Jets and Dolphins at plus 700. I do not want to necessarily criticize whatever you're going to say here, but I personally get that the Patriots have won the division 16 of the last 17 years, but... The fact that they're the favorites this year strikes me as nuts. So what are your thoughts here? Which which one do you like the best? I don't like anyone the best. Can I say can I say that? Well, I'm going to be <laughs> saying that for like three different divisions. So if you want to take this for yours, that's fine. I'll, I'll take this one. Like you said, um, Patriots are the favorites. They're a very publicly bet team, obviously. So they're going to get a little uh, added. Um, the price is going to be affected that way a little bit. And they've won the division, like you said, X many years. Um, but I just, is Brian Hoyer their starter? Is, is Jared Sidham their starter? They they have a lot of weird contracts. They didn't do much in the draft. Like, I, they're clearly not going to lose for Lawrence, the, the Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson quarterback, because I just sure. don't think that's, that's not in Bill's. He's just not going to be able to do that. But. When you're looking at the other options in this division, like the Bills are plus 145, and they're getting a lot of love in the preseason right now or this offseason. But I personally also don't like the Bills. Like, they're, uh, Sean McDermott uh, came out and was like, We'd be a really great team if our quarterback was a better passer, essentially. <laughs> and I was like, right. Ooh, Is that really what you like? And then speaking of Josh Allen, of course. Um, so if I was really going to make a little sprinkle on somebody, I might put it on the Dolphins at seven to one. I know this sounds crazy, but, uh, I love Tua, and even if he doesn't start right, right away, I love 
uh, the bearded bomber. He's gonna, they love to see him, and that team seems to love playing for Flores. Uh, they really turn it on at the end of the year there. And it's just a wide open division for me. So if you're gonna take a stab at a team, I might side with the Dolphins. I love what they, the additions they made to the defense. Um, I wish they had done a little more with uh, their draft picks in regards to the offensive line. And I really wish they would have taken one of those uh, many, many awesome receivers in this draft uh, to give Tua a couple more weapons. But huh, I don't know. And and like the Jets are the same value. They're at plus 700. But I, the NFL really didn't do the Jets any favors with that schedule. That the, schedule is, the schedule is abysmal <laughs> for the Jets. Because, look, I, I think uh, let's start off you know, with, with the overarching theme, which is I – I agree with you on this division. There are there's nobody that jumps out to me. There's no way I'm taking the Patriots. And again, you you mentioned it. The Patriots are where they are because they're a very public team and people are still going to bet on them. So there's no reason to have the odds where they really should be. I also don't love the Bills. I, I think they're <laughs> a very solid team. Um, and they've had a, a an interesting offseason. They you know whatever they lost, they've kind of replaced. They added Stephon Diggs, of course. They drafted Zach Moss. Uh, you know it's it's a pretty solid offseason but again they were super healthy last year and like everything just kind of went right for them i if i had to say who do i think is going to win the division it would be the bills but i I don't love it at plus 145 i will be honest except when that schedule came out it it definitely put a damper on what i was thinking about but i if i have to place a bet here and i'm not gonna and i uh, full disclosure i'm a jets fan but if if anybody has listened to this podcast before they know that uh, i mean i am not a i'm not a homer uh in any way (laughs) shape or form and you know if if they do poorly this year and adam gase gets fired i'll probably consider it a win but um I kind of wanted them to be my sleeper pick a little bit before the horrible schedule came out. I mean, when you look at it, they were seven to nine last year, and that's basically three games without a quarterback, right? Like yeah. completely without a quarterback. They had a terrible offensive line. I mean, everybody remembers I'm seeing ghosts uh, by Darnold, and they've completely <laughs> rebuilt it in the offseason, you know, but per, in free agency, obviously with Greg Van Rotten and McGovern and Fant, and then they drafted. Becton, who, you know, again, has like legitimate, if, if you're really going to say, boy, what is my pie in the sky dream for this guy? I mean, you, you could look at Jonathan Ogden and you yep. also could look that he's going to be 500 pounds and be out of football in, in two <laughs> years, right? I mean, that that's a classic Jets pick. But they added Cameron Clark later. They gave, you know, I liked getting Denzel Mims at 59 um, and giving him, uh, Darnold, another uh, target. They strengthened their it. defense in the draft. Um I, I love Bryce Hall, by the way. Bryce Hall, I thought, was the steal of the draft by the Jets. I think he's a second-round pick at worst, and he had an injury that really hurt him. And people think he's a little slow, but he's not. He can cover anybody in the NFL. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, it's Look, it he has the chance to be really, really elite. That that injury is is tough, though. I mean, that, this yeah. is not a, like, yeah, he got injury, and he'll probably <laughs> come in full, full strength. He's you know, it, there's a good chance it's going to significantly affect him. But I completely agree. I loved it where they got him. Um, and he has high upside. And again, you know, look, you know, CJ Mosley missed most of last year. Every Williamson missed the entire year. They've got a lot of pieces. The things that hold me back, again, is partially the schedule, which is horrific. It, it's <laughs> it's really, really bad. I mean, we're, we're not even joking about it, but it's it's, it's pretty tough. terrible. Um, and the fact that the offseason program, the offseason program is probably going to be you know, I don't even know what they're going to be able to do this offseason. So it's a little hard for him to be able to build up uh, chemistry, Darnold chemistry with, uh, you know, 
uh, Brashad Perriman and especially Mims. So I think that that really kind of hurts him in the long run in terms of what he's necessarily going to be able to do with them. That puts a little damper on how I'm thinking about them generally. But overall, really, I I was like, okay with them at the number. And then, you know, you saw the schedule at Buffalo hosting the (laughs) Niners at Indy hosting Denver, Arizona at the Chargers, Buffalo at KC, the Pats, the (laughs) Dolphins, then at Seattle. It's terrible. Um, You know, so yeah, I'm, I, I'm agree with you that I don't really think that any of the picks in this division are are exciting. But for me, I think if I had to go somewhere, I'd take the seven to one on the Jets. Yeah, not bad. All right, let's move over here to the AFC North. Uh, the Ravens, an overwhelming favorite at minus 200. Steelers at plus 350. Browns at plus 500. And the Bengals at plus 2,000. So how do you feel here? Any of these jumping out, or is this another stay-away division? It's a bit of a stay-away because of the value with the Ravens. Obviously, they were excellent last year. 14 wins. Uh, Lamar Jackson was earned that earned every little bit of that MVP. He was awesome. Love him. But I think it's a little too chalky in a division that could be tighter. Um, the Steelers at plus, plus 350 is tempting. Like, maybe Big Ben's healthy. That that you know, changes I kinda, everything. I kind of wanted, not to cut you off, I kind of wanted that to be closer to, like, 450. Uh, that, yeah. I was looking at the Steelers because I think they do have the shot, depending on – and obviously – there ain't too much confidence going on right now with Ben, <laughs> given, you know, what he looks like and, and all of that. But, you know, they they obviously have a really, really strong defense. Their offensive yes. line is solid and, and back in place. You know, they got Anthony McFarland and they got, you know, uh, Chase Claypool. Chase so, Claypool. Yeah, exactly. So, they you know, they added – not that he's great, but they added Eric Ebron. You know, he he's another offensive weapon. They're a team that could be really good. I don't think they're enough to overtake – the Ravens absent injury to Jackson, but I, I was tempted by them. But 350 is short for me. I, I really, I kind of wanted it to be a little higher, you know? And I had kind of had this leads well into my next thought. I was th- I was looking at the Browns at mm-hmm. five to one, and I thought that should have been a little longer. And because if this was, if there's a year where the Browns are going to do anything with that expectations that they had, it's got to be this year, <laughs> or, sure. or, or it's going all up in smoke. I liked them adding Conklin and and Hooper. I liked their draft. They they shored up the offensive line uh, even more with the Wills pick and uh, Delpit was a great pick for the secondary. Both were great value and both were team needs. Um, and they still have great skill position players with Chubb and Odell and Juice. Like they they should be better than what they were last year. It obviously comes down on whether or not Mayfield uh, can show improvement uh, where he needs to, which I think is mostly his presence in the pocket. He gets he's he got a lot of happy feet last year, and it, it showed. Yeah. But if there is a th- – that was the one I was disappointed. I was hoping to see more like a 7-1 to one for the Browns and uh, didn't get it. But if there was a team I, I had to go with uh, at a little longer shock, I think it's them. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I honestly – I agree with you. Again, yeah, that's the thing. 500 mm, not not really doing it for me but <laughs> it was a team that i was hoping to see the odds a little better they've had a great offseason i mean they they really have now they won the offseason last year too so you don't really want to go there but you know you got the different coaching staff and yeah you you done it, it looks like they they want to it strikes me as they want to take it a little bit out of mayfield's 
hands a little bit. They're going to, I think, focus more on the runs, right? You know, you've got Kevin Stefanski, so you've got Austin Hooper coming in, but they're keeping Njoku around, so they want that. They've added Jack Conklin to the line. They drafted Jedrick Wills, as we mentioned, so they have a shot to be really good. Again, it's really tough to see either of these teams, the Steelers or the Browns. Overtaking the Ravens. That's the problem. You're probably going to need a Jackson, because the thing about the Ravens is they didn't just sit on, they didn't rest on their laurels, man. They got better. Right? They got better. They (laughs) traded for Calais Campbell. They added Derek Wolf. I loved, everybody knew, by the way, that was the chalk pick in the draft. Everybody knew that Patrick Queen was going to the Ravens, but it was the perfect fit for them. The absolute perfect fit. I love them getting J.K. Dobbins, too. Oh, I yeah. love that guy. He's a perfect He's perfect for that offense. They run a lot of, of that type of offense at Ohio State last year with Justin Fields, and he can. he's just a playmaker. He's so much fun to watch. I think Ohio State wins. Um, they might have won the national championship if he stayed healthy in that Clemson game. Like he yeah. was, That's how good they were. And uh, But then he obviously hurt his ankle and... I think he had like 250 yards in the first half of that game against Clemson. (laughs) I mean, mean, it's the rich get richer, really, with with what they did there. So and that's fine. I mean, if you want to say they have an Achilles heel, it's the interior of their offensive line isn't fantastic. But really, they got better. And if maybe the league is going to be able to somehow adjust to Jackson, but I think his raw athleticism and, you know, the offense that they've installed there. You really need an injury, most likely, I think, if you're going to be able to do it. So in that case, you're like, well, you know, you could see the Steelers or the Browns having a good season, but a plus 350 at plus 500 doesn't make me too excited. And again, exactly. I don't really want the Ravens at minus 200 either. 200 so for that know, how about you want to go Bengals? You want to go crazy and be like, look, Joe Burrow steps in. Joe Burrow. Plus 2,000. Um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, that's the one team probably that even with those odds, it's uh, not even worth a little taste. All right, let's move on here to the AFC South. This is an interesting one here. Uh, The Colts are the favorite at plus 138. The Titans are next at plus 150. The Texans next at plus 300. And then the Jaguars are way behind at plus 1400. So any of these uh, stick out to you as good value? What, 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 we don't love Minshew Mania anymore? Like, I is mean, that open? I, I, I just... It was an outright tank if there ever was one coming in, but... Uh... No, this is a this is a really tough division. Uh, lots of love for the Colts from the public this offseason. Rivers obviously is the big change there. And this is probably the best offensive line he's ever had in his career. Um, so people are excited to see what he can do with that. Uh, they had a really good draft as well, uh, uh, getting uh, Jonathan Taylor and uh, Michael Pittman to complement what they already have. So their skill positions are just loaded. It seems like that. It seems like <laughs> the Colts are ready to have a big year. Uh, the defense kind of had a step back last year after the great year they had the year before, but most of the pieces are still there. Um, but I'm just like, <laughs> they're the favorites over a Titans team that was just in the AFC Championship. And then Deshaun Watson's... Deshaun Watson is the guy I want to back with the Texans, but at uh, th- plus 300, I just... I just can't. You can't put your money with Bill O'Brien. <laughs> you can't. Like just, I'm the I'm the biggest Deshaun Watson guy, and I think the Texans should win because he's the best player in the division. But Bill O'Brien is so bad. Those moves he made, those are like those are Hall of Fame bonehead <laughs> off season moves. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's insane what he did. It was one of these things where you know there were memes about it all day long. It was the easiest meme you could possibly. Oh do. my goodness. But, yeah, it's a weird division. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a little annoyed that the Colts sort of 
have moved to their favored status. I, I felt yeah. like, you know, I get it. Um, and the reason I'm annoyed is because I really like <laughs> the Colts. And I, I didn't sort of realize that it was such a chalky play at first. When I did, I, I figured that the Titans would probably be slightly favored. And again, the Texans certainly took a hit with their offseason moves. Um, you know, it, it's not there's no value to me, you know, on, on any of these teams. Um, yeah. I, I could see you're right. I was I loved the Texans last year to win the division. Um, I was really excited about them again. Watson cures a lot of ills and he's able <laughs> to essentially make them better than, you know, the, the sum of their parts. You know what I mean? The, because of all that. But he did I'm have really... a little help last year with a guy yes, named DeAndre Hopkins. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> yes, which he doesn't have anymore. I mean, David Johnson is a nice consolation prize, but not exactly unless, you know, whatever. Randall Cobb maybe can just pop right in there and, and be the same. But the thing with the Colts, you mentioned it. The reason why I really do like them and, you know, plus 138, whatever, it's, it's just not great value at this point, especially because, you know, you mentioned it. The Titans were in the AFC Championship game. And if you at all believe in Ryan Tannehill – then it's kind of it's only fair really to call them co-favorites but you mentioned it with the line i mean he was sacked 34 times last year rivers you know he was pressured 36 percent of the time that's not going to happen right now they they've got an elite offensive line you know once they kept costanza they they really um were able to to shore it up and make sure he's fine and again I, i really do like adding uh michael Pittman for sure and again they drafted jonathan taylor so they've got you know plenty of depth at running back so you know, and on defense, you mentioned it. I mean, they added DeForest Buckner. I mean, that's yeah. that's a, a major playmaker. So, uh, in the end, if I had to bet on somebody, I would probably go chalk here with the Colts. You know, it's still plus money, so you know, I, I'd probably do it. But I plus one thirty eight. It's not great value at this I'm, point. I'm I'm the same. I'm in the same boat. A gun to my head. I'm taking the Colts here. I just I like the way they've set up the team, and with the uncertainty in the division, they seem to be the most certain thing. Now you want to talk about a real favorite, we can go to the AFC West, where the Chiefs lead the way at minus 400, um, <laughs> and then everybody else is kind of bunched together, which was the same. I think, at least before the draft, they all had win totals at seven over under of 7.5. That's the Chargers here to win the division are at plus 900, the Broncos at plus 1,000, and the Raiders at plus 1,200. So is this something where any of these teams are worth a taste at uh, taking over the Chiefs and, and uh, winning the division? Nope. <laughs> no, there's just there's a huge gap here right now. Uh, and I usually don't like doing this, but this might be one of those times where I look at the Chiefs as a long term investment and I make a bigger wager to make a smaller payout. Um, just because to me, it's I think minus 400 is not doing the Chiefs enough justice right now. They uh, they're the best team Probably in the AFC, they have the best, I'm going to say, the best quarterback in the NFL. And all these other teams have so many question marks. Uh, I I like what the Chargers have done. Uh, I like Justin Herbert for their future. But I guess Tyrod Taylor is starting for now. And And he's a very good quarterback. I like Taylor a lot. He doesn't turn over the ball. And he could be good, but... With Herbert just sitting there behind him like that, you know there's going to be a couple. All, all it's going to take is a couple, one bad little streak, and then the Herbert questions are going to come. And then, well, that's basically that was the Browns. Exactly what happened with the Browns, right? I mean, he was <laughs> yeah. there, and then a couple games in, they were like, "All right, this is annoying us. We're going to Mayfield, and <laughs> we're, we're going. getting him in there." There was a report. Uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or earlier today. From Adam Schefter, though, to be fair, that they are really looking to not get Herbert in there at all. 
Broly. Like, like they're, I think Tyrod's going to have a, a long leash, which does make me a little more bullish on the Chargers. I don't really know how I feel about Herbert, to be fair. Um, but, uh, I, and I do like Tyra Teller. It, that did the fact that it's clearly their plan is not to get him involved that early makes me a little more bullish. Cause I think the chargers are probably a better team with Tyrod in there. And if there were a team that I was going to go with here, other than the chiefs, it's plus 900, but you seem to be saying that even at minus 400, even at that yep. number, you really, you're willing to go with the chiefs and that you think it's a good value. They're, they're probably undervalued cause they're just not, I, there's no, I don't see there's any, unless Barring a Mahomes injury, there's no, there's even no path then, to a... Even then, though, right? <laughs> I mean, what Matt Moore, I, actually, I'll be honest, I'm not 100% positive. I assume Matt Moore is still I the backup. I think he's still on the roster. I think yeah. he's still on the roster, I believe so. And he played, it's totally fine. I mean, it's a great system. Yeah. He wasn't Mahomes, and, you know, they, no. they clearly struggled. But he can certainly keep the ship afloat. And their defense is always underrated. I mean, nobody really talks about it, and, and there are plenty of times where you know they'll they'll get in shootouts and the defense won't look great but overall it's not terrible Pretty and good. again they added Clyde Edwards Alaire they got all the yeah. the receivers back so they could probably one win of those it without him get, exactly yeah. um the team it, it, you said the Chargers for me it's the Broncos uh I really like what they've done they picked up some pieces uh Jarrell Casey from the Titans he's a little little older now but I liked that and that move and uh, Abouye from the Jaguars, like they're trying to rebuild that defense again. And if Drew Locke can be Drew Locke, maybe I'm not betting them to win the division, but we can hint at something a little later there yeah. coming up here. But uh, if Drew Locke can be okay, those those that skill position group he has is excellent. I loved the Broncos draft. They got Hamler to stretch out the field even more. And I thought Jerry Judy was the best receiver in the draft and he's he's just going to feast up there in Denver. And, and I I mean I I guess I'm a sucker for just the total athletic freak, but Albert O, you know, I, I don't know what yes. he's going to be able to do. Um but <laughs> man, I loved adding him as well. And obviously they added Melvin Gordon. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with all the backs, but you know, the offense He's there. Yeah, he's there. And you know, they even up, you know, they they added uh Graham Glasgow to the offensive line. So, you know, yep. it's going to be better. I don't love Locke. I think that's the thing. Like, I, I try to get excited about the Bron- I know it was 4-1 when he was, uh, you know, in last year. But I can't. I just. I can't it's buy it yet. One. I can't buy it yeah. yet. That, that's I, I accept that. <laughs> yeah. But they've, they've certainly given him the weapons. Um, and they, they should be. A re- it's going to be a really interesting division because the Raiders also obviously <laughs> offensively. Um, so it's going to be a really interesting division, but I, yeah, I think the Raiders are really bad at drafting. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I, I will say this, the Raiders ha- go by the beat of their own drummer. I'll say that. Yes. So that that's yes. how they look, whether it's good or bad. No, we'll find out in a couple of years, but for now, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I, I don't think I'd be willing to bank the chiefs at minus 400, but I get it. I completely get it. I don't think anybody else is really worth, um, worth a look uh if i had to it would be the chargers but i cannot imagine any scenario where they actually overtake the chiefs so let's move to a tighter division at least on top which is the nfc east here uh you've got the cowboys at minus 105 this has moved a little bit because i think i checked it last week and it was at plus 110 so it's moved a little bit the eagles now at plus 140 so not that big uh of a difference then you've got a big drop to the giants at plus 800 and the redskins at plus 1200 so you're all over the redskins right that that's the pick. <laughs> <laughs> well 
<laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Are you? Wait, whoa, whoa! I was no, making no, joke, no. It, it's uh, like I have a I have a note here. There, I'm like, well, if they get Cam Newton, maybe. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I, I don't know. At their with their current roster, certainly not. Uh, but this is another one of those divisions. Like, yeah, the Cowboys should be the favorite. They had a they had another good draft. They added CD Lamb, which makes their receiving core ridiculous. And they've got that line and and Zeke, and they should be the favorites. But no, but Jason. Then you're Witten, like no Jason Witten anymore, though. To be clear, no, I mean, are you no factoring Jason. that in enough? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think too hard about Jason Witten here in my analysis, to be fair. Um, but then it's the Cowboys, right? You're just like waiting for them to go eight and eight again. And then they make the weird move. Like, I, I, I think it's a good football move to have Andy Dalton as your backup. But it's kind of like, a, hey, like, Dak, get the job done. If you don't, like, we're going to put in this other guy who is, despite all of the jokes made about Andy Dalton, he's thrown 30 touchdowns several times in his NFL career. And yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. So you read that as like a challenge to Dak? Because I read it as oh. more just saying like, you know what? Backup quarterback is a really underrated position in this league. And God forbid something happens to Dak. We need somebody to back him up. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got the contract issue with the Dak and everything. But I, I mean, I still I, I viewed it much more as not anything relating to Dak or his contract or anything like that. And much more about the, we have a really good team here and, and getting our backup quarterback is something that's really important. If God forbid Dak goes down. But what if, what if camp comes around and Dak is just like, Dak is great. I like Dak, but if Andy Dalton comes in and just blows the doors off at training camp and he looks like the better quarterback, like I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. So anytime you inject that kind of thought, into a locker room i think there could be some problems all right so i don't I, and it's the cowboys right like they should have been better than eight and eight last year and they were yeah. eight and eight but, i mean <laughs> like, look and i'm not i'm not gonna sing the praises of mike mccarthy uh, trust me but it's obviously <laughs> a different coaching staff yeah i mean it's the same you know you've got kel moore still there um so you've got the same offensive coordinator of course but uh you know you, you do have a different coaching staff now so you know whether or not you can say same old cowboys but i agree something does not feel right ever about backing the cowboys as the favorites yes. like it just doesn't doesn't feel right what about the eagles at but the plus? eagles didn't like i was expecting them to come in and have like a good off season and then they do something crazy and draft jalen hurts in the second yeah. round and then i'm like now i don't know what to do with the eagles as well like right. <laughs> it's, it's the same sort of scenario they can say all they want about um they're going to use him as a um like a Taysom, a Taysom Hill, type a Taysom Hill kind mm-hmm. of guy, but he's not Taysom Hill. He's he's just not. He's a different type of quarterback. I don't think he's an uh, an exceptional quarterback to begin with. Like I wouldn't have invested a second round draft pick in Jalen Hurts just because he has accuracy issues. When he was against tougher competition in the SEC, he had he he barely completed fifty percent of his passes. And then obviously he goes to the the Big Twelve and tears it up. But it's the Big Twelve. Like, right. <laughs> that's a lot sure. of people do that. Uh, so I'm a little more iffy on the Jalen Hurts stuff, but it just, it's just another one of these things where, well, they've always had these issues with Carson Wentz staying healthy and in years past, like they, it seems almost like fans in Philly wanted Carson Wentz to get hurt once the playoffs came around just so they could start Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I get and, it. And it's just a weird situation. I don't like anything in this division is, is my point. I think. <laughs> yeah, I agree com- that it's not a division that I probably will be placing a bet in. I probably would if I had to 
go with the Eagles in part because I, well, certainly I'm not going with the Giants or the Redskins, you know, regardless of their <laughs> number. Um, I, I think it partially is that I can't really trust the Cowboys ever. Um, and Agreed. the move to McCarthy does not inspire me with any additional confidence, um, given that he basically strikes me as a Jason Garrett clone at this point. But <laughs> w- with the Eagles, I mean, in the end, there's a couple things. Number one, they were they were really decimated in their secondary last year and they are pretty much every year but you know hopefully you know guys like McLeod and, and Maddox and Jalen Mills can can step up right now but they also had the two they've they added there they got Darius Slay they got Roby Coleman they're they're gonna be better there they've got you know their yes. their their line is you know their defensive front is scary at this point you know because you've got Fletcher Cox you've got Malik Jackson back you've got Jason Hargrave it you know they they've got a pretty you know their defense is going to be better than it was last year and then you know look you've got offensively yeah it was weird man they did draft Rager <laughs> so they they've got that and you know Deshaun Jackson certainly looked Healthy, like he hopefully. still had something left before he went down you never know about Alshon I, I get it um that you know he who knows what he's able to do but you still you know Ertz uh, and everything like that. They they've got pieces on offense, and I think Sanders is generally ready Sanders. to to carry the load. Um, you yeah. know, uh, I would like it if they had not for fantasy purposes, but for betting purposes, if they had <laughs> sort of the someone in the Jordan Howard role better than Boston Scott. Um, but you yes. know, for me, they're a team that I think could be way better than they were last year. Same with the Cowboys, but I'll just take the better coached team uh and the one that i'm getting plus money on so for me if i had to i probably won't i don't love the value but if i had to i think the eagles probably represent the best value in the division the, I, I think so as well uh like you said the plus money the more experienced of of the two and the better coach team despite yeah. some if of i'm Peterson's if i'm betting against the cowboys as a favorite i'm probably doing something okay so yes Let's move on to the uh, NFC North here. This one, I think, top to bottom is probably the closest. Um, The Vikings are the leaders at plus 160. The Packers right behind them, though, at plus 175. The Bears at plus 400 and the Lions at plus 550. I believe the Lions are sort of the, the, you know, the shortest odds for any, you know, the, the one, the lowest in the division. So interesting that it's this close. But how do you feel about this one, NFC North? I'm very excited just to watch it this year. <laughs> I'm excited to see what goes on with the Packers. And I I think the Packers should probably be the favorites, if not for all of this yep. cra- craziness with drafting Jordan Love and LaFleur basically just walking around like, this is my team. <laughs> insane, <laughs> right? This is the most insane thing I've ever seen. You have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, you went 13 and three last year uh, with pretty much nobody for him to throw the ball to, and you don't do anything to add to his ability to sort of take. I get that they they were one of the worst 13 and three teams probably of all time. Like they were not that good, but they're still close enough. Where man, get this guy a legitimate wide receiver, get him something, and instead you basically anything. stick your middle finger at him in that draft. It's crazy. And I love, I like, I loved AJ Dillon coming into this draft, mm-hmm. but not for the, they, they essentially, their Packers two best players last year were their quarterback and their running back. And their first two picks were a quarterback and a running back. Insane. <laughs> like, Insane. I just don't, I don't get it. It's going to be interesting to see. I can't put any money on the Packers. I don't have a lot of faith in, like the Vikings have a great defense and Dalvin Cook is should uh, with, um, I would just uh, Kubiak is now the offensive coordinator there again. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to want to give Cook the ball a lot. But 
Kirk Cousins is still there. And and as much as they did a good job by drafting Jefferson, I liked him a lot. He's not Stephon Diggs right yet. And so that that passing offense is going to take a step back, I think. And so, sorry, you can. You can no, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Um, I, I first of all, I agree with you there. I, I think the Packers should be favored. I think the Packers are going to win the division. I don't mind them at plus 175. So if I had to do something, it would probably be them. Despite, I mean, you take away the nonsense with the draft, which really was <laughs> crazy. Um, they, they have not had a particularly good offseason. I mean, the only, you know, they added Devin Funches. Like, that's great. Uh, it's not really going to do it. I think there's a chance that Alan Lazard or, you know, Jay Sternberger can kind of step up for Rodgers. And I could totally see this being an FU season from Rodgers, like it, to his coaching staff, be. to the, you know, to the management, to everyone and him going nuts, you know, for one last hurrah. So I could see that. Yeah, I, I, that is totally on the table. Um, at what point does, does LaFleur get, what if he starts calling his own plays? <laughs> oh, you know, that's right on the table. That's completely on the table where he's going to be, LaFleur is going to be calling plays and Rodgers is going to completely disregard it and just do whatever he wants. It's completely it's on the table. I saw this stat though. Uh, it was a, like for a guy who hasn't really done anything in the NFL to like kind of have the bravado that he does. I'm talking about LaFleur yep. is, is kind of impressive. There was something like, what was the stat? It was something the Titans points per play the year before. Um, he was the OC. They were something like 17th, and the the year after, whatever they were, they were they were top 10 in points per play last year. And the year he was the OC, they were 27. Yes, <laughs> that's the point. I mean, I remember when he got the job, it was like, wait, I don't understand. It was just you're not Mike McCarthy, so you're an upgrade, I guess. Yeah. But nothing in his resume was like you're this offensive guru or anything remotely close to that. He, so he felt he fit the sean McVay tree i think for them yeah uh, and that was that was about it yeah. but so for me at this looking at this list i think i'm gonna go with the bears at plus 400 i uh <laughs> i was gonna i know i was gonna ask you about them because other than the fact that you know uh mike teglier who i work with closely is a huge bears fan and has <laughs> uh, been he's miserable. a noted bears fan <laughs> yeah miserable so is, is kyle yates uh, miserable this whole offseason there is a there is a scenario you see where they yes. could be much, much better than they were last year. Where I believe they were eight and eight last year anyway. So it wasn't Correct. like they were terrible, despite how terrible they seemed. They could be much better if despite sort of some of their questionable moves, don't you think? Yes. This is another one of those cases we have to pre preface the preface this by saying if Matt Nagy gets out of his own way, sort of right. thing. I think just just make Foles the starter. He's the guy who's not gonna lose you your games. And he can actually make some throws every now and then. They have a decent a receiving core in Chicago and give David Montgomery the ball like a lot, give it to him a lot. And that's all you need with a defense that is still, I think one of the better in the NFL. If, if they run the ball well and Foles make the th- makes the throws when he needs to. And that defense is what we expected to be. There's, there's definitely a path to a, to a big improvement from the bears this year. So I like, that's the one I would put the money on. I think also, yeah, I mean, look, they've got the best, tight end depth in the world right they've got like 10 <laughs> tight ends on their roster or whatever they have and they drafted commit just to just to make sure just to make sure you can't uh, have too many yes uh especially after you added jimmy graham for a terrible deal um yeah the thing about oh. Foles, honestly is you know all, all the 
all the people that are going to be involved in the offense right now, Bill Lazor, John DiFilippo, yeah. even Juan Castillo is there for the run. They all have a relationship, a previous relationship with Foles. It, it does seem like he's somebody who could really get it done. They did not pick up the fifth-year option on Trubisky. So, you know, I, I, but I, they're probably going to go into it with an open competition. If it is Foles, yeah, I agree. There, There is a path there to get it. I don't think I'm ready to go there, plus 400. Um, but... It certainly is something where I have no problem looking at it. That was something that did stick out to me. It's something where I've probably been jaded by the fact that, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, this offseason has been so horrific for them that I don't think I could pull the trigger. But it's definitely something that I was like, oh, you know, there's a path at least to see where this team could win it. Yeah. Let's go on here to the NFC South. You've got the Saints as the favorite at minus 110, the Bucks at plus 105, the Falcons then at plus 1,000, and the Panthers down at plus 2,000. So are you all in on Brady or what? <laughs> uh, I'm not, and Brady just tanked the Bucks about Like, this, there's no way they should be plus 105. Like, I, I, I love Brady, and I love this is a fun year, and Gronk's back, and the draft seemed to, like, fall perfectly for them i was like oh this seems a little fishy the way these guys are falling to them in the draft uh <laughs> but you can't you can't take them over the saints at this point they have that experience drew Brees is obviously trying to make one more push and the, and if the saints had a nice little draft i thought they secured keep keep breeze up right the um the, Ruiz, added to yeah, the offensive the line Ruiz, Ruiz. Yep. thank you um so i just if you're making me like for those two teams, which I think it will come down to, you, you kind of always hope that the Falcons, when you see a number at like 10 to one plus thousand there, you're hoping that maybe this is one of those Falcons years where they're good, but their secondary got worse and their draft was another one of those ones where you're terrible, terrible you're scratching draft. your head. You're like, uh, you could have traded down and got the exact same guy and got another pick. Right. But go ahead. You go ahead and yeah, you do that. Very bizarre. Um, so I don't have – I think they're going to try to run the tires off Todd Gurley. <laughs> they're just going to be like, let's have one year where we just run him into the ground. He probably only has two years left anyway, so I expect them to go crazy with Gurley. Yeah. But but I just I – can't, I can't do it with the Falcons. So for me, it's the Saints. Breeze, they're, they're, they're the known quantity. I like the offense a lot, uh, and I think, I think they're the team to beat by – and we'll see it on, in week one when they play the – when they play the box. Yeah, I, I agree with you. If there's a bet here, it's the Saints at minus 110. One thing that worries me a tiny bit is that we, you know, part of it is the Saints' great home field advantage. We don't know if they're even going to be fans there, which which could hurt them in that sense of it. But overall, no, I agree with it. And again, part of the thing is we don't know about the offseason programs. We don't know if Brady is yeah. going to have any real ability to interact with, you know, the 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 new guys is going to be playing with whether Evans and Godwin will get there. Obviously Gronk's got to get back and who knows what Gronk is going to be able to. Some of these, some of these Gronk props I find so crazy. <laughs> like some of the, some of the numbers they've set for him. I was like, guys, he, he was mostly healthy in his last year. Mostly. I'll say mostly because he's obviously a football player and he's banged up and he had some injuries, but he was there and his numbers, he's just, He's just the the toll has the, yeah. the game has taken on him. It seems to be a lot. <laughs> yeah, if he plays more than like seven games, I'm gonna die of shock in the end. All right, let's move on here to our final division, the NFC West. 49ers are the favorites at plus 115. The Seahawks then at plus 225. Rams at plus 400, and the Cardinals plus 900. You like anybody here? Uh, 
if you're going to make me take anybody, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. I think he's the best quarterback in the division, and you're getting that plus 230-ish kind of range. Um, well, another team where I was like, geez, I wish they drafted a little better. Oh, God. Like, I don't they, understand. So I, I mean, look, we're, you know, NFL front offices are there for a reason, and they've made it to that point, but... Man, there are so many, especially this year, you know, or generally speaking, where there are picks where it's like universally everybody who follows football is like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Why would you do this? What's happening? The Seahawks' number one thing every year is like, geez, let's get Russell Wilson some more protection. He is one of maybe the top three quarterbacks in the league. Let's let's keep him as healthy as possible. And then they like um, no offense to uh, their first overall pick uh, pick. Um, Jordan Brooks. Jordan, Jordan Brooks. Brooks, that's his last name, mm-hmm. out of uh, Texas Tech. But there there was linemen available there they could have yep. taken. And I was just, draft linemen, keep him upright. And it, it's a little disappointing. But I just, I can't count them out despite that because realistically, he hasn't had an offensive line since their Super Bowl years. And uh, he still made the playoffs most seasons, it feels like. And, and they were they the were ball. they were a play away from winning the division last year. I mean that exactly. that's the thing, right? And it is Wilson. Wilson is a model buster, for lack of a better yeah. way to say it. Right? I mean, he makes the Seahawks so much better than they otherwise would be. But yeah, even he was like, Give me some help. Give me some help right now. And they're like, Nah, <laughs> nah. You're okay. You're right. Also, by the way, if they ever changed the offense which they probably never will and they stopped doing the brian schottenheimer now let's run let's run all right now it's third and four go ahead until we fall behind in which case we will let russell wilson do whatever he wants and the offense looks completely unstoppable if they would ever just be like maybe we should just let russell wilson kind of run this show from the very start of the game they'd probably do a lot better but even with all that even with all that they were a play away from winning the division last yep. year so that, that that's the biggest thing i don't understand they have one of the best he's he's proven to be one of the best passers in the league and they still like i love i love chris carson in yeah. fantasy but, sure. but they need uh they need to open it up for him a little bit yeah i mean i for me i will talk about it a little bit here in a second i i i see a path for the rams to be you know, kind of get back yep. to being a really good team, but I, I don't love it at plus 400. I, I think, you know, that's the thing here. Right. Exactly. I, I might like them, you know, uh, some other futures with them, but not to win the division at plus 400. It's hard to see it being either the 49ers, uh, anybody other than the 49ers or the Seahawks. I probably would just, you know, go with the chalk. It's plus money with the 49ers because, you know, again, they're largely intact. They lost w- to Forrest What a Buckner. move to get Williams yeah. to. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, they King lost Ma Joe right Staley. They lost Joe yes. Staley, so... Um, but you know, they replaced, you know, Buckner and Emmanuel Sanders with Kinlaw and Ayuk, you know, it's hard yep. to really get too worked <laughs> up about anything they did. They're a very good team. They're well coached. So I, I would probably go chalk with them, but either way, I have no problem with the Seahawks. Certainly. I uh, don't hate what the Cardinals are doing, by the way. I, just, 100%, I don't, 100%. I don't hate it, but I'm not going to bet the bed plus 900 to win the division. Well, that's the thing. They, they really, they're probably the most improved team in the NFL right now coming in, they, they've had a tremendous uh, off season and, you know, the draft was fine and they, they helped the offensive line by drafting uh, Josh Jones. Um, but yeah, I just don't think that they're at the point at plus 900. It's just not enough. They, again, Here's- it's not making the playoffs. It's not, you know, even if they have a great team to overtake all those teams to win the division just seems way too unlikely. A quick fantasy thing for anyone who has a super flex with QBs. Chris Strebler is going to score 
many touchdowns this year, I think. I he is the guy from – I'm from Canada. I know the CFL. This guy just won the Grey Cup with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and they signed him at, to be Taysom Hill. That's what they signed him to be. They were, they're going to use him at the goal line, and that is – he scored 14 touchdowns for the Blue Bombers inside the uh, inside the one-yard line or something like that last year. And he still threw another 12, which was – which was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, watch out for this Chris Traveler kid. Canadian fantasy tip coming on the Betting Pros Prime guys <laughs> from Andrew Gailey. I love it. All right, here's what I'm going to do. Let's go to the AFC winner. I am just going to list all of the odds, okay, just so everybody go knows what they all are. And then you just tell me uh, which, if any, really jumps out to you as one you like. The Chiefs are the favorite to win the AFC at plus 280, then the Ravens at plus 333, followed by the Pats at plus 1,000, the Steelers at plus 1,200, the Colts, Titans, and Bills all at plus 1,400. The Browns at plus 1,600. The Chargers at plus 2,000. The Broncos and the Texans all the way at plus 2,500. The Raiders at plus 3,000. The Dolphins and the Jets at plus 4,000. The Bengals at plus 5,000. And your favorite, the Jags, <laughs> at plus 10,000. So any of those jump out at you as good value. If anyone gives you a 10,000 one, you always do. Yes, that's right. Kevin Malone, if anyone gives you 10,000 to one on anything, you take it. If John Cougar Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar, I'll be a rich man. All right, go ahead. Um, so, um, obviously, I think the Chiefs and Ravens are the class of the AFC, and but the odds reflect that quite quite obviously. I'm. We'll get to this a little later, so I probably won't bet either of them to win the AFC. So I'd probably look at a little longer shot, and we talked about them a bit earlier. The Colts at plus fourteen hundred, I really like, and the other one is the Broncos at plus twenty five hundred. This obviously is all encompassing. If Drew Locke is a serviceable quarterback, if he's not, obviously that goes right down the window. Sure, uh, right out the window. But uh, those are the numbers that jumped out on jumped out of the board. Yep. Uh, for me, uh, the the Colts at plus fourteen hundred and the Broncos at plus twenty five hundred. Yep. Like what both teams are doing heading into this season. Yeah, the one that I uh, I have already placed a bet on, and and the one I like the most are the Colts at plus fourteen hundred. Again, I I really like what they've done. I I mean I've I like I said I'd probably still bet them to win the division, even though the odds they're the favorite and the odds aren't really that great. But if you're giving me plus fourteen hundred to win the AFC, yeah, there's a there's an easy path for that to happen if if everything mm-hmm. breaks right. And if they're as good as they possibly can be, I think not. I said easy path. I don't want to get hate mail. Not not an easy path. There's, <laughs> obviously, you've still got the big two standing in front of them. But yeah, that that's the one that uh, struck me as most value as well. Let's move on to the NFC here, and the favorites are are a little longer here. You've got the 49ers at plus four seventy five, the Bucks at plus six hundred. My goodness, all the Brady love, <laughs> just all of it. Um, the Saints at plus six fifty. The Cowboys at plus 900, the Eagles at plus 1,000, the Seahawks at plus 1,100, the Packers and the Vikings at plus 1,300, the Rams at plus 1,600, the Falcons and the Bears at plus 2,000, the Cardinals at plus 2,500, the Lions at plus 2,800, the Giants at plus 4,000, and the Redskins and the Panthers at plus 4,500. So no 10,000 odds here, (laughs) but what do you like here? Anybody? Among the favorites, it's this, definitely the Saints at plus six fifty. I can't believe they're behind the Bucks. <laughs> I, it's crazy, absolutely <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. To me. Now, again, that this is just sort of a point. That's not 
absolutely everywhere. Um, no, you know, it's at, not. So let, let's is make that clear. Those are the consensus odds. But at FanDuel, for example, the Bucks are plus seven hundred. The Saints are plus six fifty. So it does vary. But yeah, it's crazy that it's there. Absolutely, that it's that much. And, and the other ones that stuck out to me uh, were the Seahawks. Once again, we yep. touched on why at plus eleven hundred. The Bears at uh, plus two thousand, and you mentioned them as well. Uh, the Rams at plus sixteen hundred. Those those ones were the ones that seemed to be outliers in terms of value. Yeah, for me again, it is. I alluded to it earlier. It is the Rams for me. I, this is just sort of a team that I feel like. They went nine and seven last year, but they just felt like it was the worst team you ever saw. And you know, Jared Goff was terrible, and really that was because the offensive line was pretty terrible. I mean, they were signing guys off the street and throwing them in the starting lineup right off the bat. So it's the type of thing where, unfortunately, they haven't really bulked that up that well. So it's no. they really, if they stay healthy, though, they have enough to sort of make it going. And I also think that McVeigh, having seen what it looked like when oh wait this is not what we need to we need to figure some way around this offensive line i think you give him enough time to do that that he'll spend the offseason figuring out how to get around that obviously they lost Gurley and brandon cooks but they added acres and ben jefferson and i liked kind of what they did with the defense in the draft I the two terrells they drafted lewis and, and burgess i think they have a lot of upside so i could see them sort of surprising and being good so if you're giving me plus 1600 that's something that i'm, I'm willing to take a uh, taste on so i agree with you on that one all right, real quick here, the Super Bowl. I mean, it's probably pretty similar to who you like and who you don't, but the Chiefs at plus 600, Ravens at plus 700, 49ers at plus 900, Saints at plus 1100, Bucks at plus 1200. So the Saints are actually, you know, better odds there. Uh, the Cowboys at plus 1800, the Eagles at plus 2000, Seahawks at plus 2200, along with the Patriots also at plus 2200. Uh, the Steelers, Packers, and Vikings all at plus 2,500. The Colts and the Bills at plus 2,800. The Titans at plus 3,000. The Browns and the Rams at plus 3,300. The Falcons, Chargers, and Bears all at plus 4,000. The Cardinals, Broncos, and Texans at plus 5,000. The Lions and Raiders at plus 6,000. The Dolphins at plus 8,000 along with the Giants. And the Panthers, Bengals, Jets at plus 10,000, which obviously you have to bet because of the office adage. The Redskins at plus 15,000, and the Jaguars at plus 20,000. I mean, what, I don't know what it comes down to with that, but what do you got here? So for me, this is the this is the point where I I'll 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 sprinkle something both on the Chiefs and Ravens yes. here at plus six and seven hundred respectively. I honestly think they're the best two teams with the with the Niners being closely there as well, but. I just I just think the Super Bowl winner is going to come from the AFC, and for me, it's one of those two teams. So I'm going to put something on each in hopes that one of them <laughs> uh, is the Super Bowl victor. Um, and the thing is, those odds aren't going to get better. Yeah, <laughs> like the, those aren't going to improve. If you're waiting for Week Eight and maybe the Chiefs and Ravens have a little slip up, there it, it's those odds aren't going to get better either way. Yep. So if you if you like them, take now's the time to take them, and that's. I, I do have a, a little sprinkle on each right now to win the Super Bowl. Yep, I completely agree because the odds that you're getting there are good enough for you to just wager a little bit. I also, I would put a little something on the Saints at plus 1,100. I, I mean, this yes. is the last hurrah for Breeze. This is it. He's retiring next year. can almost guarantee you. So for me, I think if you're going to do a little sprinkle anywhere else, uh, I think that's where it would be at, at plus 1,100. 
All right, let us finish up. We've got week one lines. I'm not going to list them here because people are probably <laughs> tired of hearing me list lines. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell me, we've both looked at them. Tell me anything that jumps out to you as something you feel like at now you might be making a play on. So it's funny that we said that the, one of the, one, the ones that jumped out to me right away last night uh, were the Jags um, at plus seven. It was plus seven and a half before. It, it's down to seven now. Uh, that makes me a little more where that's against the Colts. We've talked up quite a lot here today. Yep. Um, the Dolphins at plus seven as well. Uh, you can also see that at seven and a half at some spots. The Bears at plus one and a half against the uh, Lions and the Rams getting two and a half to three points at home against the Cowboys. And we Ooh. just talked up the the Rams. That is on Sunday night on week one, I believe. That's might be my favorite. I like the Rams getting the points at home against the Cowboys. Interesting. Um, yeah. The uh, the Jags one is funny just because like they're bad. They're going to be bad, but I don't think they're that bad as people are as people are projecting and i think they'll be a little scrappy and the colts that's week one so maybe the colts will still be like with all of these who knows what the workout and offseason programs are gonna be um and it's not like philip rivers has been a great bet <laughs> over the last few years obviously teams are different and that has an effect but he hasn't been like an outstanding bet sort of thing is during his uh his last five years sort of thing yep um but yeah i like i like the Jags, if you're getting, I would say I'd like the Jags if you're getting more than a touchdown and same with the Dolphins in that scenario, um, just because I'm not sure what we're going to get from the Patriots at that point. Yep. And even though it's it, it's it's early in the season, it's still the warm, well, depending on when the season starts, warm weather, New England. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so those are the ones that jumped out to me. Yeah, I, I like uh, a couple of those as well. And I think the one thing is, you know, I mean, the lines, the schedule just dropped. So the lines have yeah. just come out, so they're moving. I mean, I looked legitimately looked at this 10 minutes before we started recording, and some of them have moved already. <laughs> so um, a couple of ones that I like, and I, I think the point that you made, which in the early part of the season, it's worth it to kind of look at necessarily what teams are bringing in a lot of new pieces because you feel like they probably will be a little bit behind necessarily. So if there are a ton of new pieces coming in, it is something where you probably need to assume that they may not have all that much time to gel and get working together. A couple of ones that stuck out to me are the Steelers getting a field goal from the Giants. It's in the Meadowlands. Um, so, you know, obviously the Giants are home. That's the first Monday night game. But again, this is something where I feel like the Steelers may be a little undervalued early in the season because we don't know exactly what they're necessarily going to look like. Um, another one I liked was the Seahawks at the Falcons. The Seahawks getting one. Again, we mm. talked about why we generally are willing to back the Seahawks uh, more than than we otherwise would be based on the team. But again, this is something where I'm looking at it. And whatever they do, however they play football, I can't imagine it's going to be with a full stadium of fans sitting right next to each other, whether or not they are using crowd noise or whatever it is. But it's not going to be exactly the same home field environment, at least not right off the bat. So I think the Seahawks playing in Atlanta, which is, you know, a dome and a pretty large home field advantage, it probably doesn't play the exact same way as it otherwise would. So that's something for me where I'm looking at the Seahawks there. Finally, the only other one is the Raiders getting one and a half from the Panthers. I, look, the Raiders are not a bad team. They may have some questionable draft choices i don't exactly know what they're doing completely but for the most part they're intact they've added a lot of new wide receivers and everything like that but you know it's the same coaching staff it's going to be i'm sure the same quarterback i don't expect mariota to take it over 
um, and and they should be in pretty decent shape. And the Panthers are like a completely new system going on here. They've obviously added a new head coach. Uh, they've added Robbie Anderson. They've added Teddy Bridgewater. They just drafted their entire defense in this draft. So I, I think their inability to get together uh, throughout this is, is something that might hurt them, at least in the early part of the season and in week one. They might be one of the worst teams in football outside of Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I, I mean, look, with the way, uh, you know, with the way Matt Rule does his stuff, they're terrible the first year every time he takes over a new program, right, before they get uh, they get better. So it's Watch certainly... out for P.J. Walker. I, that's my that's my bold prediction for this season. P.J. Walker, a uh, form of the Houston Roughnecks in the XFL, has a uh, makes at least a handful of starts for the for the Panthers this year Ooh, I love it well hopefully you can find a line on that so you can uh (laughs) all right that is going to do it for today's show we talked about a lot Andrew I really appreciate you coming on uh I love catching up with you you've been on a bunch of times you're one of my favorite guests so just remind everybody where they can find more of you and your work especially about the KBO that's going on right now you can find me and my daily KBO com over at covers.com and I tweet out most of my plays at covers underscore Kaylee on Twitter. Awesome. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, Don't forget to head over to bettingpros.com to check out all of our consensus lines. All the ones we talked about today, there are player futures. There's pretty much everything you can find over at bettingpros.com slash NFL. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. I'll talk to you next time.